0: So, of course, the big issues of the week, clearly the government's handling of the McClintock situation and then, of course, NAFTA. And word tonight negotiations have resumed awfully quickly as uh, apparently Ottawa, Washington, hoping to bridge uh, the final gaps and actually allow Canada to sign on to the deal. But again, a lot of unknowns. So let's catch up with what's been going on in our nation's capital. We bring in the host of the West Block, Mercedes Stevenson. She joins us now. So, Mercedes, it's been an incredibly, incredibly busy week. And, you know, one of the big um, headlines that we've been uh, talking about pretty much since the beginning is this transfer of the child killer Terry Lynn McClintock. And it's dominated uh, pretty much the entire country. It
1: has. I think that so many people remember this case. They remember the horror of it. They remember this beautiful little girl and and that image of her taking Terry Lynn McClintock's hand and being led away from the school and the trust that she was clearly placing in this adult um, and the horrible things that happened to her. So I think for a lot of people, uh, this has really captured their attention. And for a lot of people, it's captured their outrage. And for the government, it's a really difficult position that they're in, because people are saying, why don't you intervene and do something? But under the law, they actually can't have the minister intervene. They'd have to pass legislation to change the rules. But of course, that hasn't stopped the conservatives from really pushing this. And that's something we talked to Andrew Shearer about on the show, why they're asking for something um, that they know the government actually can't do and what they would do differently.
0: Well, what about Chapter 6 in the corrections, you know, like the guide the manual where it, it suggests that the public safety minister could, in fact, act? Is that power not available? Yeah, see, that's what they like to say. But they ran into the same thing with Clifford Olson back mm. in
1: 2010. uh people were outraged because Clifford Olson was getting old-age security pension payments, and people were saying, why doesn't the minister step in and do anything? Well, they didn't. Instead, what they did is pass legislation that would take it from him, not just in his case, but with anyone else in a similar case. Um, And part of the reason why, you know, it's easy to say the minister should step in and do something because people are concerned that the situation exists. But the other side of that is you open a really big can of worms the minute you allow a minister to start stepping in and determining how someone serves their sentence or where someone serves their sentence. We've always kept politics and and the administration of the law separate in Canada. So the way to change that without opening that can of worms is that you have to introduce legislation. Very interesting because Andrew Scheer has been calling for the minister to intervene, and I kept pushing him on this. And finally, he said, well, actually, what we want is legislation to be passed to prevent people who have committed these kinds of heinous crimes to going to these kinds of places. And it's the first time he's actually talked about changing the rules to make sure that someone else, um, someone else who's committed this kind of a terrible crime can't be transferred um, to one of these Aboriginal healing lodges.
0: Right. But I do think whether that was a mistake or not, he may have walked into that. That would be something I think Canadians actually support.
1: You know, that there's definitely a feeling of that, and I spoke with a source who is a Corrections Canada, former Corrections Canada officer, served 22 years in Corrections Canada, everything from maximum security to multiple years at a healing lodge, and he told me that he's seen it be very effective, including with people who've carried out horrible crimes like murders, but that other Corrections Canada officers who he's talking to can't figure it out in the Terry Lynn McClintock case Because one of the key things is that you have to appear to be somebody who can be rehabilitated. You have to express a lot of remorse for your crime, uh, and it has to seem like you can reintegrate into society. And sort of their perception in the corrections community is this is someone who microwaved their dog, somebody who killed a child, and then somebody who carried out a violent assault in prison against another inmate who she lured into Mm -hmm. a room uh, under the bounds of trust. So. There's sort of some questions about whether or not people in the corrections community think she can be reformed. Obviously, whoever sent her there thinks she can be.
0: Yeah, or she manipulated the system because that's the other thing. She is a highly, highly manipulative person, not to mention the judge who uh, ruled on her conviction when she kicked uh, her inmate, uh, you know, uh, in the head and... and Hurt the, the inmate. Um, you know, this is a judge that said, you know, this is a woman who has deep seated hatred and anger issues and, you know, could very well reoffend again. And that was just a few short years ago. So whether or not someone dropped the ball at this point, I don't think Canadians care. They just want it fixed. Yeah, and you know, there's there's also some concerns that have been raised that there's children at this facility. Yeah, uh, because
1: part of what this program's designed to do is help people eventually reintegrate back into the community. Mm-hmm. So it allows mothers with children to live there with their children. Uh, and there's, I think from what I've heard on social media and talking to people, they're stunned that she's in a facility where she has access to children. Yeah. Um, and they say, you know, it's safe and there are uh, ways to, to keep that in check. And they monitor very carefully. And there's been no sign of any violence in in the, you know, several months since she's been there. But, a lot of people hear it and you can imagine the response and they're wondering why somebody has been eligible. Also, it's been raised you know, at this point in her sentence. So there is a review and it'll be very interesting to see if she's allowed to stay there, or if she goes back. Um, but there, there are criteria that have to be checked out for someone to go there. And somehow, mm. um, you know, she has convinced somebody um, <laughs> that that she is legitimately belonging there. And we'll find out under the review whether the Commissioner of Corrections Canada agrees that that she should, in fact, be there.
0: Yeah. Either way, it's been a very political issue. And, of course, I mean, it wasn't a good... Uh, Mr. Goodale has certainly taken a lot of heat for comments he made, and, and it's a very highly charged case. So we'll see how it goes other thing that we should be watching is NAFTA because the deadline is Sunday. So I don't know what we're waking up to Monday morning. Where are we? We're in complete limbo. Yeah, there's, there's no
1: deal. Um, and I interview Mark Garneau about this. He's the chair of the Cabinet Committee on Canada-U.S. relations. So he's very involved. Uh, and he says they're not worried. He says there is no <laughs> deadline. Okay, um, Which is, by the Should way, a new line for the government. <laughs> yeah, we're not that worried. There, I'm like, well, everyone is no else deadline is. Anymore. Okay. Um, there's been a lot of deadlines. They've been working towards those deadlines. I remember government sources telling me they were serious about those deadlines. <laughs> now they say no deadline, no problem. Um, oh,
0: okay. <laughs> so that's, No, that's no deal is a, we're not approach. taking a bad deal is a no deal. And now where it's no deal, big deal. Okay. Yeah. 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 And uh, I asked a lot about tariffs,
1: too, right? Because this is this could be the thing. This is the thing Donald Trump is threatening. Um, and we know that multiple major bank economists have said if there's auto tariffs, we will go into a national recession. Um, and I kept asking the minister if he's willing to allow that to happen. stuck um, to the talking points, Jackie, just said that they have a lot of considerations. They won't sign a bad deal. Um, and that they're they're continuing to push forward. And you know what? To be fair to the government and the minister, we took, talked to a lot of pro-Trump Republicans when I was in Washington a few weeks ago. And And they all said, don't let this shake you up. This is how Donald Trump negotiates. No, the deadline isn't that real. Uh, Don't panic. So the government does have a point here with people inside the Trump administration are saying, yes we want a deal it'll get there don't panic but obviously for Canadians we're concerned about the economy and want answers about what's going on and the government keeps saying we want a good deal we're not going to negotiate in public Uh, the
0: talking points that we keep hearing over and over Mm -hmm, again mm -hmm. are raising concern well and the other thing and the reality is they can say don't worry don't worry but business doesn't like instability and if if people and businesses across the border are looking to invest in Canada and Canada is looking unstable who's going to invest here I mean if you create the instability in the climate, eventually people get scared off. That is not uh, the way to run an economy.
1: Well, and the Bank of Canada has raised that issue, that um, there's been concerns by investors about investing. Um, Now, of course, if they get a a deal in the end, all of this will be forgotten and everyone will be happy. Mm -hmm. Uh, But certainly they're under some pressure. The Mexicans and the Americans have said they'll go ahead without us. There is a suggestion that Congress wouldn't necessarily sign that deal, particularly if in the midterms it swings to a Democrat Congress Um, It makes it even more unlikely they'd sign a deal like that. But, of course, the question is, um, do you want to put your fate in the hands of Donald Trump, who might uh, decide to break NAFTA up? He's already had that uh, on his desk once as an option, Mm -hmm. uh, or the U.S. Congress. But at the end of the day, too, to be fair to the government, uh, not all of this is in their hands. And if they open up dairy, that's a huge political issue in large parts of Canada. And if they give up on the dispute settlement mechanism, well, that would mean that everything would be settled in American courts. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure that's something a lot of Canadians would want either.
0: No. Yeah, it's an interesting time, especially with the dumpster fire over in Washington. I mean, it's just everything kind of... What was the, the comment that the uh, senator today, I think he, he came up with the best comment of explaining uh, what, what the scene was like in Washington. I wish I could remember, but but nonetheless, pretty chaotic. Mercedes, thanks so much. We'll uh, keep an eye on things. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah, of course, you can watch the West Block Sunday when you catch up with all your politics at 1130. I'm Alex Pearson here, you're listening to one point on Global News Radio.